Welcome to the Out What Now podcast, the show where we dig into the ups and downs of navigating the coming out journey as LGBTQ plus women while having as much fun as possible. I'm your host, Megan Pulvermacher, and while coming out was a big deal for me, it was really just the beginning of my story that's been filled with a lot of highs, lows, and everything in between many of which left me feeling like, okay, I thought I already did the hard part. I'm out. But what now? What do I do with all of these different things that are coming up for me? And now as a lifestyle and mindset coach, I help LGBTQ plus women a lot like yourself navigate this very journey by shifting their mindset, learning how to have more fun and growing in their authenticity so they can live more happy, confident and connected lives. None of us should have to walk this journey alone. And now that you're here, you'll never have to again. Whether you're thinking about coming out, have recently come out, or you've been out for years, know that you're welcome here, you're loved, and you're about to have a whole lot of fun creating an authentic life you're not only proud of, but excited about. I'm so glad you're here. Let's get to it. What is happening, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Out What Now podcast. It is Monday morning. We are ecstatic to be hanging out with you. I'm here with the one and only Hannah Stranger. What's up? What? Skeep, skeep. Okay. (laughs) Um, Are you pumped for the week or what? I think it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. I mean, you got to set that intention right away on Monday morning. It's going to be a good week. It's going to be a good week. You know it. And we, we've we brought you kind of along our little homo for the holidays journey through getting grounded, doing all the things to get you in that optimal state of mind to just be like knowing exactly who you are, what you want, what you need. Uh, so you can have a super dope holiday season. We've talked about setting boundaries, protecting your energy. Mm-hmm. And that brings us to stress management. You're telling me. What you're telling me is that even if you're grounded in your truth, you know exactly who you are, what you want, what you need, and you've set boundaries, things might still be stressful. Oh, hell yeah. You know it. (laughs) You're kidding me. You're kidding me. (laughs) It's almost like uh, we don't have control over everything that's going on out there in the world or what other people do. What a concept. There's, I think there's a TikTok trend going on right now with that uh that song where they sing like how bizarre how bizarre bizarre." i love that we should do one i think we just got an idea for a Mm -hmm. real keep an eye out for it exactly (laughs) but yes there are all kinds of ways uh that look like we probably don't need to tell you that uh stress can come in no matter how much you do on the front end to get yourself in a good spot, to communicate a boundary, adjusting the boundary, evolving in whatever that looks like, other people are going to be in your life Mm -hmm. and could be potentially a source of stress. Yeah. Source of stress. What uh, what kind of stress have you found that you've had to manage when it comes to the holidays? 
in your experience? Um, I think it's really, especially like when I was first in the beginning of like my coming out journey, it was like, you know, my cousins are bringing their boyfriends or now husbands and or wives into the holidays. And I'm like, sitting there like, okay, like, when do we breach this with me? And it's like, you know, I want to bring my girlfriend home. What are they going to say about it? Mm-hmm. And it was just kind of navigating. I mean, even before they knew, before I came out to my family, I still felt this, this stress of being different. Cause I'm like, oh my God, everybody, like we have this very like solid tradition um, at Christmas where all my mom's side of the family gets together and everybody's starting to bring in, like I said, their significant others and, you know, coming from a Catholic family in a conservative small town, Wisconsin, you just, you don't know how people are going to take it. And that mm-hmm. just adds like this underlying stress to like the whole day. And nobody will even mention it once because they didn't know at this point, but I still felt super stressed about it. Yeah. Yeah. There's, uh, there's just so much to think about. And I think that that's what makes <laughs> the holidays really hard is they're stressful anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you've got all of these possibilities and anxieties and worries and how's that person going to react and how's it going to change the vibe and is am I going to ruin Christmas? And, yes, exactly. Uh, all all of all of this stuff um, it takes up a lot of your energy and it's such a suck. And yeah, then when the you're, joy out of it, yeah. Really. And when your energy is sucked, you're more likely to be a dick if somebody does something that pisses you off and you miss out on the joy Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. you're always thinking about what could go wrong exactly (laughs) or what you're potentially missing out by you know being in a same-sex relationship that's different from everybody else in the family and yeah 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 i think for me the greatest source of stress that i've had with holidays or just what's always on my mind or has been. I think this is really starting to change because now I'm in a relationship that I've been in for a couple of years. Like it's not going anywhere. I'm not doing the dating thing or um, or any of that stuff. But previously it's been a lot of kind of it being on the down low mm-hmm. and uh, not bringing up my dating life, not bringing up my sexuality i mean i just last christmas find this finally said to my grandparents like i don't go to church because i'm not gonna go somewhere where i'm not accepted because i'm gay and it like this is crazy but it like blew their minds they're like what what (laughs) (laughs) didn't see that coming and i thought they were kind of joking but they weren't they were they were serious but So at that point, I had been out for nearly 10 years, like a decade of going home for Christmas, Thanksgiving, 4th of July, like all of these different family events that we've had where the pressure has really been on me to like, we don't want to piss off grandma and grandpa, like they're getting old. We don't want grandpa having a heart attack. He's got like cardiac issues. Like I'm, I've took, I've taken on a lot of that pressure and that is super stressful one like not only keeping track of you know who knows who doesn't and not wanting to make this big conversation because you kind of will see that in 
the movies and stuff, right? Like everybody's at the table and somebody just like blurts out like I'm gay, and then everybody like has a shit fit and right. um, you're <laughs> I'm just like do it. <laughs> trying to um, keep that to a minimum. But I think that's what a lot of us tend to do is there's a reason we don't come out for a long time. Yep. And it's one to protect ourselves, but also because we don't want to hurt or disappoint the people around us. It never feels like a good time because you never. don't, who wants, you keep a secret because you don't want the attention on you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And to your um, point too, like when you're talking about your extended family, and especially grandparents, like I had that, you know, come up in conversation too, is like, well, we're not going to tell your grandparents yet because like, oh, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. And then you're forced to just really filter everything that you would want to share because I mean, your girlfriend's a big part of your life. Mine's a big part of my life. I want to obviously share these fun things that we're doing, but you have mm-hmm. to like, oh wait, like, do I, like my friend, like, how do you, how do you share, but not share? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, a lot of it is, um, there are some situations, there was definitely a time in my family where there was like a very obvious request, like, please don't say anything. Let's just keep this on the down low while we figure this out, was kind of where I think my parents were at because they were scared and like didn't know, you know, what's this going to mean? Or are people going to think we're bad parents or, you know, grandma and grandpa going to do the whatever. But over time, I think it's become more self-inflicted just because it's sort of, it seems easier, I think, for me and I think for a lot of people out there in the community who are going through this, it it seems easier to just put the pressure on yourself mm-hmm. and not have to, because that's what you can control, right? And that's the thing is, once those words come out or you're sharing parts of your life that people might not get um, or agree with or they might judge, um, once you say that, you've let go, it feels like, of some of the control that you have over the situation. Yes, we just learned that in Happiest Season. Mm -hmm, We did. did. (laughs) You can't take those words back. I mean. (laughs) They're there forever. Yeah. So I think there are a a couple of components as far as um, stress management goes. A lot of the strategies that you can use to like manage stress in the moment are a lot of the things we talked about with grounding, right? Like you can go for a walk, you can meditate, you can do these things to kind of re- reduce stress. But I think another important piece is how you're processing things that happen, things that are said, ways that you feel uh, following something that happens. Because you can't control what other people are going to do, you can only control what you do with it. Exactly. Um, do you have any strategies that you use to kind of like check yourself with stories or how you're processing challenging things that people have said? Or, I mean, you've had a lot of really difficult conversations yeah. lately. I'm sure I you have. have some strategies. Yeah, I think, you know, for me, it it comes with recognizing kind of when I'm especially like, to use the word, like triggered, like I feel it in my body, like my test, my chest gets tight you know, like I feel just a lot of tension in it. And I can tell that, okay, we've hit like a nerve, like this conversation's not going to go well for anybody anymore. So 
when I kind of feel my my body changing in like how I'm processing things, I will like physically remove myself from a situation for a while so I can calm down and kind of, you know, have affirmations that I say, like to remind myself of who I am, what I stand for, like who I believe, like what I believe. So then I can, I guess, recenter myself before, you know, if it, if, if it is a conversation that we need to continue, we can do so later when both of us are, you know, in a more emotionally stable um, sort of setting. But I think mm-hmm. recognizing, you know, in yourself, in your body, like, because my mind starts to race too. So all of a sudden I'm like going a bajillion miles a minute and I'm like, <laughs> so I like, I shut down. And that's yeah. my cue that I need to do something to remove myself and just kind of come back to center. Right on, right on. Yeah, I think so much of <clears throat> what has made a big difference for me in how I perceive what is happening, right? People are going to say things, people are going to do things, people are going to have a a certain specific tone and we draw meaning from that. That's, That's how communication and social skills work. You listen to what somebody says, you kind of learn to read between the lines, which holy shit in the Midwest. Mm. I mean, you got to be reading between the lines because people people so (laughs) rarely say what they just mean. (laughs) So um, I think what's been really helpful for me is to question the way I'm perceiving things. What's been really helpful for me is to ask myself why I'm having the reaction I am and to kind of review a conversation because I can just remember like specific lines that piss me off that people have said and they just like sting a little bit. Mm -hmm. So I'll go back to the line and be like, okay, what did they say? What did I hear? What um, what meaning am I drawing from that? And is that true? Yeah, that's so important. That's key. Yeah. So I think getting in the habit of really looking, again, inward, because it's the only thing you can control. Mm -hmm. Your thoughts, beliefs, actions are the only things that are in your control. And so it becomes this skill set of tuning into what I heard, how is what I heard making me feel? And, you know, what is true for me going back to that -hmm. grounding piece again, like, is, is that true? So journaling is super helpful for that. Mm -hmm. Just writing things out so that you can process. I think word vomit it. Just don't, don't filter, just get it all out. Yep. Big, huge brain dump, big, huge brain dump. (laughs) Um, I, I think affirmations are super helpful as well. Mm -hmm. Um, just like they feel a little woo-woo sometimes but honestly to unlearn all of the things that we've been taught about the way we are as lgbtq plus people being wrong or needing to be fixed or being an issue in the family you know the you're that kid or whatever um or you do all these things well but Mm -hmm. and stuff like that um it's really important to take advantage of every opportunity you can to fill your brain with good, true things uh, about yourself. Exactly. Exactly. So, and as you're, you know, kind of going back to, to processing, 
you know, what somebody said to you and how like the stories you tell yourself, Mm -hmm. you know, part of that too is like being willing to maybe go back and have like a conversation with that person. Like, Hey, when you said X, Y, Z, it made me feel, and you do have to kind of judge if, you know, that person will be available for those conversations because not everybody is. And if they're not, that almost can make the situation worse. Mm -hmm. So you have to know your, your dad, your brother, your aunt, your uncle, whoever it is, you need to know them well enough too to kind of judge if that's a, a safe thing to do right now or how else can you kind of um, tell yourself, you know, and change that story. Right on. Yeah. So I think it's, it's for managing stress that is inevitably going to come, not just at the holidays, but at any time we're all Mm going to have um, stressful things. I think there's a component of self-awareness, like knowing what might be more stressful and making sure you're doing those self-care things that we mm-hmm. have, um, you know, we've beat the, <laughs> beat the dead self self-care horse yep. to death again. Um, <laughs> but, can't stress it enough. Yeah. Take care of yourself mm-hmm. because it's literally the only thing you have. So, exactly. um, it's, I think, predicting what you already know to be true. You know who the people are who are probably going to trigger you. You can't always predict, but I would say 80% of the time you have a pretty good idea of what's going to stress you out. Yeah. I think um, removing yourself and using some of those grounding strategies if things are getting hard. Mm-hmm. What else did we talk about? Having a, a tool to like process what has been said or what has stressed you out. Yeah. Journaling it out too is... Yeah the way to do it. Or if you have a, you know, a trusted friend, a therapist, somebody that you can process those conversations with who can then offer up those different like perspectives and ways that maybe how you took it isn't actually what was intended. So that is another way. Like if you can't have that follow-up conversation, if you can talk with somebody who can kind of offer you those other viewpoints to consider. hundred percent. Yeah. An outside opinion can be super helpful Mm -hmm. because um, you can just, it's so much easier for someone who's not in it to see it objectively um, and to, yeah, give you another perspective. Genius. And then if you're going to have a follow-up conversation, make sure that you are in a space where you're ready to, Mm -hmm. um, to have a conversation that you're in a place where you're loving yourself and you're having the conversation with the intent to give love to the other person um, and to also make sure that that person is in a good spot. Exactly. Exactly. So those are just a few uh, stress management nuggets that we have for you on this fine Monday morning. Um, any additional words, advice that you have for the people for the to people. head into the week with Hannah? I think it is just, you know, you nailing it with the awareness because I think stress can be a, a normal, like that's, that's my normal. That's my baseline is I'm just always a stress ball. But if you can be aware of these situations that are maybe adding to that baseline or, you know, how can you reduce that stress level baseline too? Because Mm -hmm. being stressed all the time is not normal. You shouldn't be at that level all the time. That's harmful for so many reasons. (laughs) Um, But having that awareness and being able to, you know, choose one or two two tools in your toolbox to help reduce that um, can go a long way. 
word up. You heard it here first and last. And that is all we have for you this morning. We'll see you on the next episode. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Out What Now podcast today. If you enjoyed the episode, I would be so, so appreciative if you could take a couple of seconds and leave a five-star rating and review. Let me know what you like. Let me know what you want to hear more of. Leaving a review really helps other people to find the show, to hear the message, and to start living more happy, confident, and connected lives like hopefully you are as well. And if you know someone who could use the message you heard today, please share the episode with them, bring them into the community, and let's have some fun all together. If you're not following along on Instagram, you can find us at Out What Now Podcast, where you can also subscribe to the newsletter so you make sure you never miss an episode. Thank you so much for your ongoing support. I hope you have the best week of your life, and I'll catch you in the next episode. Later! Later!